Dalton takes a shotgun snap. Quick throw. Caught by Green. It is a touchdown. Adriel Jeremiah Green. You don't live in Cleveland. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that is now no longer winless. Yes, we have one win. That's right, one win in the winning column. And uh, we won't talk about the 11 in the, the lost column, obviously. But yes, we're, we're up and running. Who knows where the season is going to go now? We won 22-6 against the Jets and what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. Exactly. Uh, with me to rejoice, take our clothes off and dance on the tables <laughs> is the win to my win, the win to my win, the oh, what a feeling to my I don't know what. It's Nathan Palmer, everybody. Hello. Good, good evening, Paul. How are we all feeling? I mean, that is it's such a nice feeling, isn't it? What a because it's it's an odd feeling because obviously the win doesn't actually go anywhere and it's not really gonna gonna do anything. But it, it's such a nice thing that we will not be joining that infamous 0 and 16 club. Uh, I can see you there already on the beers celebrating. Oh yes. How do you feel? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, relieved. I think yes, is the word. Yes, a good a good word to use. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Oh, thank you, kind <laughs> sir. Oh. I was no, I was, I was buzzing. I just, you know, it was Were you a buzzing, good performance, Nathan? mate, wasn't it? Like, well, it wasn't just a win. It wasn't just any old M and S win. It was uh, <laughs> our best ever M and S. No, it was. It was actually a pretty comprehensive victory when you yeah, look at yeah. it. I mean, uh, they came out the Jets on that first drive. And you can see why they score. Mm. generally on their first drives because I thought they looked really in sync and they looked really slick and they looked uh, they were passing it run, had a really nice balance between the pass and the run they're getting tight ends involved and if it wasn't for that drop in the end zone but I think it was uh, Anderson wasn't it mm. I thought I just thought goodness me we're on for a bit of a spanking here yeah, yeah. and then it kind of changed quite dramatically really Um yeah. Dortmund makes a difference, didn't he? I think the difference from the last three weeks with Ryan Finley going over to Dortmund, I thought there was some, you know, it was pretty obvious and clear who the better quarterback was there, like by by a quite a distance. Quite a distance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And it was the arm strength, really. That it you was, could tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dalton missed a few early. Yeah. And you kind of thought, right, actually, this isn't the second coming at all. This is mm. just... Same old, same old, really. But um, once he started to find his range, and I think it sort of switched a little bit when uh, when Auden Tate made that catch. On He's the an animal, that geezer. If he was fast, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Like if he if he had like AJ Green's speed or John if he had John Ross's speed, he'd be a Pro Bowl receiver. He's got that good of hands and mm. presence. He's just not got the speed. Like if he had your, even if he had your speed. I reckon he, my speed. Even if he had your speed, <laughs> oh my God, he has got my speed. I think. Um, yeah, he made an outstanding catch. He made two outstanding he, catches. Unbelievable, really. like body control and hands, mm. isn't he? And I realised something last night. Actually, you know, we were talking about Dalton's woes earlier on in the season, and the fact that he tends to be. Is it the case that Dalton is throwing inaccurately to Auden Tate because they always seem to be high? The passes to Auden Tate. 
dictate always seem to be high, right? Because mm. it always has to kind of go up and make them, make those plays. Uh, and I thought last night, hold on a minute, that's what Dalton's doing. That yeah, is yeah. that is where he's throwing to. That is is making sure that no one else can catch it. And he's saying to Auden Tate, go up and get it because he doesn't throw that kind of pass to anyone else no, on the yeah, team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and Alden Tate's like six five, so you know, those balls have got to be like ten foot in the air, aren't they, for the poor geezer? Well, that's right, yeah. But he can make them. No, that, I know. The first catch was just unbelievable. So, uh, tell me about what happened last night. Where, where you were? What you were doing? I was at a friend's thirtieth birthday, streaming it live on my phone. Uh, it was quite a boozy affair, and I was bet she was absolutely <laughs> thrilled with your commitment <laughs> yeah. to celebrating. Mate, I was going to go home and watch the game, and I said, "Look, I'll stay." But I'm yes. gonna have to have the game on the phone. So you lay down some markers. So lay down some, lay down some markers. Put it on. It's frustrating. Though, you said you're my friend, <laughs> but you know, just to let you know, something's got to give. You know, yeah, the Bengals are yeah. playing. I'm happy it's to be. 11. I'm happy to be here. Exactly. As long as I can watch the game. Exactly. I had a nice roast as well. You know, we talked about roasts last week. Oh dear. Lovely roast. Um, just a classic veggie roast. But like, I tell you what, I had a lot of red cabbage on this one. You, do you rate the red cabbage? Yeah, it's alright. I'm not always a big red cabbage a guy. A few cloves but, in there. Bit a bit of was, apple. Yeah, it's quite sweet. I don't yeah. know what they put on it, but it was, yeah, it's quite nice. Cinnamon yeah. in there. I don't know if there's any bit cinnamon. Brown in there. sugar. Could have been brown sugar. That might have been oh, a sweet. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> oh, that, that's like, that's like Christmas on a plate, isn't oh. it? Red, spicy red cabbage. That's it, mate. I mean, it was a lovely day. Like oh. a few asahis, a couple of Estrellas, a roast. The Bengals getting their first win. Loving it. I will tell you what. It, I mean, we talked about relief. I mean, it does. It does make a difference to when you wake up the next day. Oh it? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's a tough one because obviously, you know, it's not going anywhere. There's, you know, we can't. Like, normally, after a win, I'm getting over myself and thinking like five games ahead and <coughs> stuff. But mm. I just think for the team, mm. for the morale, for going into next season, for the fans, for everyone with the whole franchise. Yeah. I think that it's desperately needed. It's desperately overdue. Zach Taylor's been preaching this, you know, all of these ideas and all these concepts and everything else. And I think to finally get some reward on what he's put in yeah. is massive. I think for him it would have been very, very difficult to go into that off-season 0-16. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't know if he'd have been retained after an 0-16 season. I think he would have done. I Even if he had, I just think if you're the players and you're the fans, it's so hard to buy into mm. someone who's not won a game in his first season. I think there's already a lot of people you know on Twitter and some of the fans saying you know we don't know if this is the guy some people even going out there saying we should get rid of him already and I think just to get that win and to see the locker room behind the scenes the players seem massively bought into it it was like they just won the AFC championship yeah, it was, game. Yeah, it was, and this yeah. is the thing I think you know we have to remember they've just won one one game against a fairly poor Jets team yeah yeah and you know that's that's taking nothing against away sorry from the victory and the performance mm. which is a really certainly the most complete performance we've seen since the Seattle game and the crucial difference was they actually found because when CJ Uzoma oh mate dropped that pass you'd have fancied yourself to catch oh, it oh man you? I would have fancied myself all day long I reckon you would have, I reckon it would have been a 50-50 one for you <laughs> but he's coming at speed that ball and he's got a helmet on. That's yeah, but he was white. I mean, that's that's yeah, no one like, around the gate. He's just all you've got exactly. your hands on it. You're in, didn't you? And I just thought they're they're trying to find ways to lose because again the Jets had a couple of drops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything again seemed to be going in our favour somewhat. 
you know, their right tackle was out, so Carlos had a big day. God, he's a, he feasted that game. He last did, night. but again, you have to kind of say it was against a backup tackle. But yeah, still though, you got to do what you got to do. Really you? good. Gina eleven, had a good eleven game. pressures. I read. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, I mean, the pass rush was getting. Andrew Brown was getting involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, old Mother Hubbard was getting involved. Old Mother got one of his sacks, didn't he? I know. Gino had a monster day as yeah, well, yeah. breaking down that, you know, pushing that pocket back. Makes such a distance. Carl uh, Lawson as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And these are the players that have made a difference in, you know, the defence has played really, really well. And there's been a slight progression each week, I think, mm. on the defensive side of the ball. And it was interesting to see last night, you know, Anarumi was blitzing Bates a little bit. Uh, he was dropping Hubbard back into coverage again, which you know you may like or may not like. But people like uh, Hardy Nickerson were making plays. Jordan Evans <laughs> was making plays. That's especially one for Warrior Nate there. Uh, you know, uh, Jermaine Pratt has has made a difference as he'd come on. The tackling was outstanding yesterday. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they missed a good tackle. Good hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good hustle, but also wrapping people up and not mm. letting them get in the way. Vigil was all over the field again. You know, I don't know what's clicked. It might just be the fact that it's just taken time for the players to not buy into Anaruma's scheme, but just get it right mentally, you know? Do, do you think it's, would you put it more down to, you know, Lou Anarumu's scheme coming on and the players adjusting to it, like you just said, or more to the fact that actually we've got a few more players healthy now, like Lawson's back and a few people oh, are I think on the field? I think it's a bit of both. You know, you look at Sean Williams stepping up, making plays, uh, Bates has looked much more solid. There was a there was a colossal breakdown against the Steelers last week in the secondary. You know when when BW Webb was kind of touched and fell over. Oh, um, look at you, just you. One, I, can't, I can't sit here and listen to this. <laughs> you don't be in everywhere. It's like a domestic. You know, I, I don't want. I don't want to but be no, saying no, anything. Was say, he played well last night. Oh, and uh, and William Jackson, who a lot of people said couldn't tackle, he had a mm. good game last night. And so it makes a big difference when the secondary is covering well and making plays. It gives the defensive line a little bit more time. Absolutely. No, I think it, I think it's certainly like you said before the most complete performance of the season by quite a distance. Yes, and I still think you know, on the offensive side of the ball is still so depleted talent wise. You know, you're still without John Ross, you're still without AJ Green. I think Cordy Glenn coming back into the team has made a big difference. Mm. The pass protection across the ball has definitely been better since he's been back. Yeah, you look at three players returned. Cordy Glenn, he looked on his first. I mean, he played pretty much all game last week in his first game back, mm. and he did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against a decent Steelers front, um, you look at Carl Lawson coming back and looking healthy, and he's made a difference. A Darquez Denard, yeah, yeah, has yeah, made yeah. a big difference. He's a in good player, side. Denard. I was yeah. really happy we retained him. You in the look at how they, they're sealing the edges a lot better, and I think mm. that's half down to scheme and half down to someone like Denard, who's generally quite good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a good tackler, generally speaking. Yeah. So the return, it's a, again, the woes were down to a whole different bunch of things all at once but the improvement is also down to a whole bunch of things uh, all at once you know the offensive game plan seemed pretty good last night they were getting tight ends involved they were mm. even though the jets have you know have the nfl's best rushing defense uh we were finding i mean mixing 19 carries for 44 yards 2.3 yards a carry not fantastic on paper but they kept going to him, hmm. and he did break a few runs off. He had one big one caught back, didn't he? That's right, one, like, yeah. One, like, 25, 30 But again, yarder. he's running really hard, hmm. and um, 
you know, that gave him gave Dalton just. I mean, Dalton attempted thirty-seven passes last night, um, which is quite. Which is didn't a, turn the ball over, which I think is key as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because last couple of weeks, you know, Ryan Finley, obviously, his ball security was a problem. Um, and I think for Dortmund not to give any anything away there at home, yes. you can't as well. Against bad teams, you cannot just feed them by turning the ball over. And I think credit to the whole team last night. No fumbles, um, you know, no silly uh, interceptions or anything like that. And I think, you know, it was, a, it was an efficient performance last night. The Jets are not one of the best teams in the NFL, but they have been okay recently. Greg well, they've, really, been sp- they've been scoring 30 yeah, yeah, points exactly. a game on offense. And I think just you know to hold them to six points will give the defense a lot of confidence. If someone like Dunlap had his stats out at the end of the season, yeah. getting three sacks on the board, he'll be happy about that. So I think all round it's a really good marker, and I, I'm absolutely waiting with bated breath to see how they play against the Browns because you really, after that win, you desperately want to see him come on. You don't yeah. want to take a step back. There's a really good win. Mm. It's got that monkey off the back. It's Zach Taylor's first win, which is absolutely fantastic. You really want to see him go to Cleveland and do them. And I think that would be the, the Browns are shocking at the moment. They got done by the Steelers last night, mm. which to me was a huge shock. Well, again, the Steelers are kind of getting through. And Mike Tomlin's an animal. He's just getting any. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I read a report that uh, uh, Tomlin got them down in the locker room at halftime and literally got on the chalkboard himself and said, This is how we're going to win the game. And just started drawing stuff up and kind of telling them step by step mm. how, you know, defensively they're going to improve and how offensively they were going to do this. And that's, you know, you have to, we all hate the Steelers, obviously, but that's outstanding head coaching. Really. Yeah, I mean, he, he is literally playing. We talk about us having injuries. They're playing with their third string quarterback. They've mm. had suspensions, you know. But how times change? You know, you want the Steelers to win over the Browns. I certainly did. Oh, no. I, well, yes, but I don't know what you mean. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, weird, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, uh, but yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it's it was weird because they, it wasn't weird, but they they gave Dalton just enough of the running game to take a bit of heat off him, I think. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really necessary. So, you know, the Browns have got a good defence, so we'll wait and see next week. I don't. I think Baker went off injured uh, last night with a, almost like a similar thing to what happened with Dalton a few years ago. Mm. He threw the ball and, and kind of smacked his hand on the back of someone's helmet mm. uh, rather than someone else trying to take him out with a helmet. Um <laughs> So we'll wait and see. But let's go back to this game. We haven't got a special guest this week. We thought, you know, why share the joy and Absolutely. delight and celebration with anybody else? It's also budget constraints. You know, Paul's been out spending the, uh, the well, show's that's budget right. on yeah, uh, yeah. What are you drinking tonight, son? He looks like some exotic affairs. I've got a Camden weeknight any day lager Ooh. from the Camden Town Brewery. Tell, tell us more. It is, it is, a, it is a, I guess it's, Mar- it's obviously marketed as a uh, a lager that you can drink anytime. That's fair enough. With anyone. It? That's good, yeah. And I think it is like that. It's, it's, it's a bog standard lager we're talking about. Mm. But it's got that slight crafty taste. And then I've no idea what this is. It's a sour solstice, <laughs> blood orange, and cranberry sour. That's, that's it. So you're warming up with the, the weeknight and then you're going full frontal without you. And it's from the London Beer Factory. And it's uh, born on the winter solstice uh, in December and re-brewed around the summer solstice. Ooh. This classic 
Berliner Weisser coincides with two solar fun... Anyway, what a load of nonsense. <laughs> but uh, apparently it tastes like blood orange and cranberry sour. Give it out then, you next So time. I'm starting to feel Christmassy. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so me and Nathan are just going to prattle on for a little while tonight and uh, I might add in some songs to feel a bit jolly. Um, we are talking of songs, we've got our Christmas episode coming up pretty soon, so uh, uh, planning is underway for another spectacular episode. Um, we've started our Bengals UK Advent calendar, which is uh, basically short videos every day of UK Bengals fans wishing other Bengals fans around the world a very Merry Christmas. Uh, so that started. Uh, so look out for that on our Twitter feed at whoday underscore UK and on our Facebook feed, which is Bengals UK. But back to last night, Nathan. Um, it's a relief, isn't it? Because like people, people take the piss out of you, something rotten if you know they know that you'd support the Bengals. Mm. I remember, as, as I mentioned before, my dad died a few months ago, and um, we. It sounds rather grand, but it's not. Uh, we have a family solicitor. But um, but it, it sounds that does, that's not what it is. You know, it's not like he's been around for like loads and loads. It's just someone yeah, that we've yeah. hired to do all our affairs because we don't want to. Um, and I found out he's a massive Raiders fan, and he found out that I was a massive uh, Bengals fan. And throughout the whole process of him sorting out Dad's uh, affairs and whatnot, he was like taking the piss out of me, something rotten. Mate, he ain't got much to say. You know, Raiders fan over the last Well, exactly. Years, but he was like, in emails, he was like, uh, oh, I bet you... Because like, this was after the Rams game. Um, yeah, yeah. So we were 0-8. And he kept saying things like, oh, I, I, I bet you eight to be a Bengals fan now, don't you? <laughs> uh, or that win can't come, you know, uh, that will come like sooner rather than eighter. You know, I was like... Hold on a minute. Mate, you're you my got... family solicitor. I'm paying you to do some stuff and you're taking the piss out of me. Mate, you got to get a new solicitor. Any any solicitors out there? Ain't Dad as a solicitor? Peter Dadswell, one of our flock, is indeed a solicitor. Mate, I'd get on a blower to him if this geezer's taking the piss. I know. I'm going to have to have a word with this he guy. He can't say anything. I mean, a Raiders fan. They've been right? worse than us the last 10 I years. I know. I know. In fact, I might email him now. But, but that's the thing. We've done it? them last year as well. We should have. I mean, we. Probably, we should have done them. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah. could have, should have, would have done them if Dalton was involved this mm. year. I think, but, um, but yeah, the relief is uh, is you can always taste it, can't you? Really? Question. Gone. Beyonce. Question. Do, yeah, and I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think? Gone. Sometimes. Do you think that? With Andy Dalton playing last night and them getting a win, a few people well, start thinking... Well, we've had thinking, questions, Nathan. I was going to say, questions. a few people start to... You know, Should we like, leave oh, that till later? Yeah, Should we, we leave, leave it till leave later. Leave the Dalton but knew, question. But I knew it was going to come up. The Dalton question sounds like some 1970s spy thriller. <laughs> starring... Agatha uh, Christie. Starring Gene Hackman. <laughs> the Dalton question. Coming soon. Um... But, but yeah, great to see Dalton back. He obviously, I mean, uh, Carlos Dunlap said it, they've obviously poked the bear, which sounds a bit yeah, euphemistic, yeah, I have yeah, to say. Yeah. But um, good for him. Good for him. I mean, he wasn't amazing last night, but he did enough. And you just could see the velocity, the zip on the ball, as opposed to what Finley could produce. Yeah, yeah. I strongly think, and I've said this throughout the season on the podcast, if AJ yes. Green 
had played 12 games to this point and John Ross as well you just threw him in there I reckon we'd have five or six wins now Possibly. I just think there's a few games in there that you really with an elite talent like Green in the lineup, and for you know to help Dalton out to stretch the field a bit more to open up defences I think you'd have probably beaten the Bills in that game I think you'd have probably beaten the Raiders um, Steelers Steelers 100% in that game before obviously last night that's four I reckon there'd have been another one in there I reckon you'd have about five wins and you'd be about sort of five or seven or something I really yeah, do. Yeah, I do. It's difficult. I think he makes such it? a difference. I think right now, you know, there's just no one in that offense to stretch the field, and I think that's so difficult for Andy Dalton or for Tyler um, for uh, Ryan Finley. Yeah, because it's just difficult when you've not got that one guy that can just burn it down the field. Well, for poor old Finners, he probably wouldn't be able to chuck it that yeah, far well. anyway. To be honest <laughs> with you. Because um, you remember back to game one when Dalton was slinging it down the field to John Ross. Well, you must forget that that, that yeah, crazy yeah, play yeah, before yeah, the end of the half yeah. where he just threw it up for the, uh, John Ross and he just sort of got behind his man and went yeah. in and you know the uh, the flea flicker play. I mean, it all yeah. looked very very exciting in game one. That's still without Green. Yes. I think you add them to the lineup and you got a three nice threesome of Green Boyd and John Ross. I mean, that's tasty. And you got Alden Tate behind that and Alex Erickson behind that. That is a good 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 wide receiver core. Mm. It really, really is. On paper, yeah, absolutely. You've got to get an I I just still think there's sometimes with a new coach and a new staff, it takes longer than you want it to to bed down. We all expected it to bed down a lot quicker. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And, you know, to be fair, Zach came on this show and and almost promised us that we were going to be bringing a good team over to London. Yeah, that's true. What happened there, Zach? Bloody hell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um... but I'm thrilled for him because he's obviously a good guy. And you I'd... see him run up to our, our fellow, well, I don't know what the word for him is, Bengals fan extraordinaire, Jeremy Connolly. Captain Obvious. In, Captain Obvious. That's got, fantastic, that he was. He got a mention in the press That's conference. fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good, man. You know, it's like, That's a I'm... real nice touch from Taylor, I think. I yeah. just think to get people on your side, and he, he is, having met him, he's such an advocate, having him on the podcast, obviously, he's a real top bloke. If you want it to work out for anyone, it's him. He's a yeah. really good And it was obviously a very emotional, it was his first win as a head coach. Yeah, you know, absolutely. After 11 games, you know, you'd be doubting yourself, you had people breathing down your neck, having a go at you left, right and centre. Mm. You want, you know, you're desperate for that win. Mm. And now he's got it. But, it's easy to get carried away, and I think, I think in that moment, that moment especially, he's absolutely justified getting soaked with Gatorade. He's absolutely justified in celebrating the shit out of everything. Yeah, yeah because it must have been such a weight off, such a. Mm. But if you do take a step back, if you do try and be objective about it, because I know what a lot of other Bengals fans, but they're like, oh, they're supp- they're celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. And it's like, well, allow us this little yeah. moment of celebration because, you know, it's, as you say, no one wants to go over in 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, take a step back, look at it objectively. We will likely be a two or three win team, possibly, mm. by the end. And, you, and, you know, if you look back at stats through past seasons and you see a two and 14 or a three and thirteen, or even if it's like five and eleven or four and twelve, you you will look at it and think that, that was a bad that was a bad team. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we are in that position. We're not. There's still a lot of work to be done here. Yeah, absolutely. There's still moves to be made that have to be made to get because it's all very well beating the Jets. Great, you know. And it's all very well be you know coming close to beating a depleted Steelers team. 
But what about when you come up against someone like a Baltimore? Yeah. What happens when you come up, well, like we're going to do in a couple of weeks' time, in New England? What happens then You're, when you start to play the upper tier of the NFL? You've got to be on that level or approach. You've got to find ways to get there. Yeah. So, I, And we are still quite a way away from that that level I think mm. anyway just to piss on everybody's chips no 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 no. I think that's good because I mean, we don't want to be blindly positive I completely agree with you um, it's interesting now isn't it looking around the NFL and I think you know looking at the Bengals and looking at sort of you know I, I'm a big big believer in carrying some momentum into the off season yeah well let's talk about that for a little yeah. for a little for a, a moment or so mm. because this is a subject that's actually kind of splitting Bengals fans a little bit I think um a lot of people were happy that we won, first yeah. and foremost. People seemed equally as happy and, if not happier, that, do- but that both the Dolphins and the Redskins won last night, mm. which means that we still lead the race in, in coming last or, for a lot of people, coming first. That's how, the, that's how, this, how weird it's got. Um, People calling it a meaningless win last night. I don't think it's a meaningless win at all. I think it's absolutely crucial. Yeah, yeah. Because those people, if anybody has played sport or followed sport for a long time, they will know that the dressing room and the personalities and the confidence and the morale inside that dressing room is absolutely crucial. And if we'd gone 0-16, this, you know we would have been looking at a lot bigger rebuild because a lot of players were just buggered off. Yeah. But you look at the players last night and there was, I think Bobby Hart said, this is the most together locker room that he's ever been involved in. Um, you know, and Bobby's had his history of not liking other locker rooms, really. <laughs> um, so it's weird, isn't it, what a win can do. It's just one win. We're not a great team, not yet. Maybe we never will be under Zach Taylor. Who knows? But I don't think it's meaningless at all. Absolutely not. I think it's essential. And I think, like I said, with four games left, you've just got to build on it. You've just got to build on it. You want to see two more wins. I mean, the Patriots obviously going to be, I think it's at the Patriots as well. No, it's home. It's home. Still going to be a very, very tough game. You're not necessarily expecting anything there. Um, You've got the Browns twice and you've got the Dolphins. I really think you've got to win two games there. And, I, you know, taking out anything to do with the draft, any position or anything to do with mm. that, I just think for Taylor, you know, for his last five games to win three out of five and say, you know, to the management at the end of the season, look, we won three of our last five, we've made some progress here, we beat the Browns, which I think everyone would, you know, really approve, like that would be a real nice thing for the rivalry yeah. and the higher rivalry. I think you could go into the off season and you could say to the players, "Look, you know, we had our rough, rough bit of luck with injuries, but we're now in a position. Jesus <laughs> we're now in a position oh, where sorry, I've just opened this winter solstice. It's got one of these weird ring pulls, and when I opened it, it was like opening some, produce some rocket. sort of sonic boom. <laughs> and it's got one of them ports, so I'm drinking. Look at that." Mate, I love so those. So you crack on. I'm yeah, just yeah, gonna. Yeah. Just you, you enjoying mut- yourself over there? <laughs> just gonna mutter to myself. <laughs> no, I, but what I was saying, I think we can turn the Browns over and like really get to a position. Um, I've got a couple of gigs. Are you making these faces? Son? What are you saying about that blood orange IPA? I'm not sure. Have a little. Have a little. Have a little tipple. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. oh, my. You talk about me pulling faces. Oh. I, don't even, know, I don't even know what. It's all right. So sour though, isn't it? I know. It's like having. I a guess. Like, the, I guess the clue was in the title, really. <laughs> yeah. I guess anyway, so, yeah. what you're saying, I'm Mister. Got to do the Browns. Yes. I think just for Taylor to go into the end of the season and be like, "This is the progress we've okay, made." But, yeah, but Nathan, uh, I know I just sort of maybe contradicted myself earlier by saying, you know, we need to. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done roster wise still. So, and a lot of people would say that the very top of that roster rebuild is a new quarterback still yeah so why are we going on about you know winning meaningless games when getting that number one draft pick is the most important thing going forward well it is interesting isn't it because i guess whatever momentum you take if you go and draft joe burrow and you do get the number one overall pick and he's your guy then to me it's a complete rebuild it's a new it's a new mentality it's a new attitude it's a new you know everything is new and i think that's i guess you know to a point and that's what we're going to talk about later about the whole you know do we draft chase young keep dalton for a year and then see who's in the draft the year after like all these different questions that have come up i think the bengals in all likelihood probably will have the number one overall pick i wouldn't be shocked if they went and won three out of their last four mm. and pissed everyone off and ended up drafting like third or fourth but isn't it weird that it's come to this that people are actually pissed off if, at winning football if, games if we won three out of the last four and ended They'd up four and twelve it would and we've drafted fourth and didn't get young and didn't get I'd burrow be happy with that though yeah, I mean, it's. I would be very happy with the wins. I think obviously it would be the trajectory would be slightly. Because we're odd. still going to get a top five player. Yeah, it's just I, potentially not a quarterback. Yeah, it, I, I, I want to win like you. Like I think for Zach Taylor, I think for the team, I think for City to end the year and be like, look, we won four, you know, five out of our last six or four out of our last five, whatever, would be incredible. But. You know, the two, to me anyway, Not I've not seen too much of the draft. And the research I've done, it's really the two guys, Young and Burrow. And I think to miss out on one of them would be a shame. But, the, but that's, they're, just, they're, that's yeah, the draft horrible. though, isn't no, it? No, I know. And that's why it's horrible. Because we're still I, going top five, you know. We're yeah, still going to yeah, get yeah. a good player. Mm. No, um, I agree. I agree. But, you know, obviously those guys are different. Mate. Quarterback is the ultimate difference maker, right? Yeah. And it would change the face of this franchise, getting Joe Burrow. Yeah. It would change the... I mean, Dalton would be gone. It'd be a new era. It's like, you but know, imagine, hashtag new day. Yeah, you know, it's new, a, new day. Yeah, exactly. And, and then we're off, you know. Um, but I think what you've got to be careful about, and I think next year, you know, even if you get Burrow in and you say, you know, you win a couple of games at the end of the season, you've got to look at examples of rookie quarterbacks. And, you know, a lot of these situations, however good everyone Sam Burrow is, you know, you look at the Jets with Sam Darnold, you know, top 10 pick, ain't working out for them really. You look at the, you know, everyone going mad and wanking off about... <laughs> Smith. Uh, yeah, Sorry. everyone going mad and sort of wanking off about Kyler Murray. Mm. The, the Cardinals only won three games. Yeah, but Kyler Murray looks good. He and, does and look they good, but are, like I hate to use this phrase, but they are trending in the right direction. They well, look. I mean, they, they got look absolutely hard. hammered last night. They did, but the pre- they've been they've been close in pretty much all the games they yeah. played. No, and they I look, know, and I know. they look pretty good against us in in phases. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like that when you go out and you draft, when you look at the Broncos, gone and got Drew Locke, we're not sure the jury's out there as a second round pick. Oh, Haskins is looking pretty ropey for the Reds because he's getting, he looks like he's improving a bit. But all I'm all I'm trying to say is, you know, it's exciting it's not with someone like Burrow. It? No, but not by a long shot. And I think even if Burrow looks decent next year, 
you'd be lucky as a rookie quarterback with a pretty well, you know well, ropey team to well, go with more did, than six games. Where did Lamar Jackson go in the draft? Where did yeah, Tom yeah. Brady go in the draft? You, no, know, I know, you, I know. you will find players eventually. Yep. And if you if you're lucky, you will hit on players in the in the lower first round, second, third, fourth, wherever it might be. Mm. Um it's, I mean, you could debate this all day long, really, I think. Um, How many games do you think we'll win? Looking at the last four games, what are you saying? So we've got um, the Browns next. I think it's the Patriots after that. Then the Dolphins. And, and we round Browns off at home. Browns at home. What are you saying? Um, I still think it's going to be two. Two and two. Yeah. I. The Dolphins are a, a bit of a coin flip, and they've actually been improving in yeah, recent yeah. weeks. Um. Browns away, who knows? I mean, just, you just don't know with the Browns, frankly. They're all over the place, aren't they? What are they now? What record are they? What are they now? Five and seven, I think. Are they? Uh, yeah, five and seven. Um, you know, that's more or less the same as the Jets, and especially if Baker's out next week. But the trouble is, they've got dangerous players. You know, they've got Nick Chubb, and they've got, you know, Odell Beckham. And they've got Kareem Hunt as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it will be a big test. Um, Patriots, I don't know. You just hope that they gets, you know, they're properly juiced up after this this performance and win, and they start to believe in themselves and they do give a good account there because basically they just haven't been playing very well. Mm. Um, you know, once or twice there's been flashes, but last night was a really good complete performance. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they do against better teams. Yeah, yeah. and you you know you take you talk about the ultimate test and it's coming up against Bill Belichick and he generally takes away your best strengths right mm. he takes away the strengths of your team uh, we haven't got that many strengths so I would imagine that they're probably going to force Dalton to throw because they've got an outstanding secondary Yeah, but anyway that's down the line I don't know we'll see you just want to see a bit of progression and a bit of they're still going to be picking top five could be top three could be top one still I don't know because um, only really the, I think you know the Redskins have got three now haven't they you've got um, the Dolphins have got three wins and you know the I team actually, actually the Giants so that's another yeah, example yeah, yeah. of you know taking a quarterback and you know Daniel Jones went in the top ten and you know the Giants sat there with two wins so it's you know all of a much of a muchness I mean I just actually don't like talking about Who's losing? What are the no, two? I agree. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I I'll don't go, actually I'll go, care. I'll go, this, is, this is an interesting one for you, Sam. Really, I'll, go this on is, then. This is out of left field a little bit, and no one's talking about it. Not this. like you. What veteran quarterbacks are out there that you might be interested in? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked yet. Yeah. For anyone just out there, like you know, people that are sort of floating about as sort of backup starters, or anyone that you could think, because that could also be another avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to. Well, always... I'll tell you what. Why don't we go to our correspondence? Because there's lots of questions Let's about do it. this sort of stuff. So, uh, of course, you can get in touch with us at Hooday underscore UK on Twitter, and at Bengals UK on Facebook. Fallen garbs at fallen underscore garbs. That game wasn't even close, really. Bengals pushed around a team that was on a roll. Feels like Dalton will be back starting next season, and I'm more than okay with that. Get the O-line strong and go at it again with a healthy AJ Green. The Zach Taylor saga has just begun. Oh, there you go. See, that's what, what difference a week makes. Exactly. Uh, Odat... Uh, at DZE, if you can't enjoy that win, you have no soul. <laughs> Pick, well, what was Fair that? enough. 
Epic relief all round. Now we've avoided the ignominy of 0-16. Ignominy is a good word, isn't it? That's one yeah. of yours he's taken. I know, I'm not happy with that. I'm going to have to word it with him. <laughs> That's an exclusive group we don't ever want a membership of, along with the Browns. Who day? Uh, Nicholas Johnson at Drums and Guitar. Hello, Nick. Uh, had a Reds experience back in October. That place is the real deal. Hmm. Oh, I think it was, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that was in response to a tweet that you don't know about. Um, right, uh, Ross at Dalton to AJ, which is back on board now, isn't it? What a win. Defensive brilliant. Now the Giants seem closest in the draft pick race. They have acquired a new QB and a uh, running back, though, in recent years, which means we could still take Burrow if they take over our number one pick. Time will tell. Absolutely, Ross. Do you know what will happen if Go on. the Giants join up at first? And I don't want to talk too much about the draft. The Giants just trade it, hundred percent. They yeah, they could do. Some, yeah, yeah. Someone would want Burrow, and yeah. someone would just be like, maybe like the Chargers, for example. Philip yeah, Rivers probably yeah, on his last chance. levels. They'd just be like, here's a couple of firsts, a couple of seconds, and a you know a player. And I'm struggling we'll, we'll with that beer, that. mate. I tell you what. <laughs> oh my god. But they, they, you know, they'd be offering. So I think, you know, I don't think there's. To me, at this stage, I'd be very surprised if Burrow did not go first. At absolute worst, second. Jamie at Trequart Beaster, winning makes believers of us all. Paul Brown said it best. Good to see effective performances from some. Special mention for Jordan Evans. Hopefully, we found what went right and keep that into next year. Going. Uh, good to see Taylor get a Gatorade bath. Regardless of my usual opinions about him, it's a great moment. So, if you had to have a gallon of liquid launched over your head, what would you choose? <laughs> oh, mate, do you know what I'd have, I reckon? Go on. Do you know, this is uncontroversial, I reckon, as well. Right. McDonald's vanilla milkshake. Oh, you filthy sod. <laughs> Maybe nice and thick and you could have a bit of it. Oh, I literally love oh, I it. I could have a bit of it. <laughs> you Thanks. can have it. Thanks very much. Mate, I'll tell you, McDonald's milkshake, I have them once a year. It's a bit of a treat. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous, mate. Mm. A vanilla McDonald's milkshake. It's just liquid ice cream. Unbelievable. Once a year. And you just pretend that, you know, probably got about 2,000 calories in it. I'd have it. Oh, mate. If I wanted, of, you know what's it made of lard, apparently? Yeah, I, I don't care don't what it's care made what of, it. mate. If you had a bucket <laughs> of that, I'd tell you, you wouldn't be able to lift it. No, you, well, no, you wouldn't heavy, be solid. <laughs> but, like, if someone was able to lift it and dump it over me, I'd take that. All right. I'd love, what would you have, son? Well, it's a toss-up, really, between uh, Ryan Beaner and um, <laughs> and and also some sort of weird sci-fi fluid, you know, that you get what? in sci-fi movies, Listen where they, they kind of gives you energy and strength and oh, you've like lost. Pink what's in that drink? Goo. I don't know. What's I'm in that? What's in that funny IPA? Yeah, you're talking that I would, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for sci-fi fluid. Oh God! Like moving swiftly on. <laughs> Um, right. Good question, though. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Well done. Richard, always open, 85. Um, He's always open, that geezer, isn't he? Apparently so, yeah. Um, I would be interested to know how you both felt watching the post-game locker room celebrations and speech from Taylor to the team and Dalton. I always find it a great peek behind the curtain in those moments. Personally, it looks as though the players are still behind the coach, which is a plus. I agree. It's you know it was an emotional, obviously a very emotional moment. As you say, if for instance, if they've all, if they'd have won sort of week three and then not won a game again, 
you know, that kind of celebration wouldn't have gone on. But it was just obviously such a relief and such a, a millstone taken off their necks. Um, you could tell, you know, Zach was, was emotional. You could tell the players were emotional. So, you know what? I'm just going to give it's it to them. Beautiful touch when Taylor gave the game ball to Dalton, obviously, for breaking Ken Anderson's record of the most touchdown passes mm. in franchise history, and then gave the ball back to Taylor. And I thought that was quite significant because obviously, you know, there was a lot of room, well, not rumours, but like, you know, feeling that potentially Dalton was annoyed by the fact of being benched and he wasn't happy about that and etc. And I think for him to give it back to Zach Taylor shows their relationship still there. And I think that was a really nice touch. I think it was a really sort of, you know, nice moment. It really was, wasn't it? It was very touching. I, and I mean that. It was very good. Uh, Tom McDowell at Wagat Dub DD. Shout out to the discipline and complete lack of penalties, one of which was questionable. And again, that's happened the last couple of weeks. The penalties haven't been quite so significant, right? They've been quite... Um, yeah, they've been down, haven't they? 100%. So, yeah, absolutely. Again, that might be a sign of things finally starting to click. And it's just taken time. Right, TP at TP, TP, <laughs> that has to be a first-time caller. Got to be, there's a lot of first-time callers recently. I want to remember that uh, handle. Uh, Dunlap was dominant and had himself a game with three sack. It's nice to be reminded that we have guys that have the ability. So, my question, which defensive player would you like to see step up and dominate against the Browns? Maybe uh, William Jackson pick six or two. Jesse Bates. Hello. I just think he's the the young talent that we need to come on. And he obviously shone a lot in his rookie season. He took a big step back, I think, at the start of this season. He's just, last couple of weeks, just started to trend upwards. And I just think he's the guy we need to see, you know, more from. He's spent a lot of time on the field. He hasn't got injured yet. I'm touching wood. Um, I'd love to see him have a massive game and really sort of take his game to the next level next season. Absolutely. I'm going to go for Jermaine Pratt. I've been quietly impressed with how he sort of shored up the middle of the field. I think his tackling is excellent because I thought he was going to be an absolute beast in coverage and he's not. That's actually the weak point of his game. It's his kind of positional play. I know that he's been out of position a few times but he, he seems to be progressing just quietly, really mm. nicely and as a tackler, he just seemed to settle everyone down. He makes those plays. Okay, uh, not missing Preston Brown, are we? I'm afraid not. No, which is interesting, is it? Because I think the defence has possibly been a fair bit better since yeah, he left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Duncan Eden, a slam dunk the funk, solid handle, controversial. Here we go. This is it, Nathan. Here this we go. is the question. Here we go. This is it. I'm waiting for this. Controversial, but do, and there's a couple, so I'll read a couple out. Mm. Controversial, but do we keep Andy Dalton and bolster the O line in the draft? Matt Moon agrees with him. Uh, Bengals UK underscore blog. Hello, Liam. Shout out to all the fans who, who have stuck with the team and were there. It's been a grind, guys, and I love and respect the hell out of you all. Do you think Daniel Jones has shown enough uh, to ensure the Giants don't draft a QB if and when we continue winning and pick second? Mm. Um, Rob Hill at three... Zero zero three. Rob, offensively, we would be a completely different prospect with AJ's class and Ross's pace, which is something that you Literally mentioned. Agree, yeah, yeah. I like Dalton, but the way forward is a young mobile QB who isn't so dependent on the O line and the pocket. Get one in the draft. 
get those wide receivers fit and also draft and trade for a nasty linebacker. Uh, and Michael Smith at solid underscore handle. Solid handle. I'll throw this in. Keep Andy, trade down, draft Chase Young and address D. Nathan, take it away. I think if Joe Burrow is there, one, two, three, whatever, if he carries on like he is and he's finishing up the season now, I think you have to take Joe Burrow or you have to draft Tua or you have to go quarterback. I really, and I've really thought long and hard about this, but I really do think you have to. I just think with Dalton, he's ageing, he's coming to the end of his contract next year that you'd have to extend and probably pay a lot of money to. I just think from a contract and sort of money efficiency standpoint, you take a young guy, invest in him, build the team up, you know, let Taylor do his thing and coach him up. I like Dawn so much. Such a great guy. He's done so much for the franchise. But to get to w- to win the Super Bowl with Andy Dalton, we are going to have to surround him with absolute elite talent across the board on defense, on offense. We're going to have to, you know, and I just think it's going to be very, very difficult for the Bengals to do that. And I think with Dalton getting older in the tooth, you know, we've we've seen his ceiling. I think. I think that season we started out 9-0. and That was his ceiling. He's a good player. He's probably still middle of the pack based on the starters today. But I really think if someone like Joe Burrow's there and you're picking number one, Chase Young would be a great player on defence. He would be. He'd add a lot. But I just think you've got to pull the trigger. You're going to have to at some point. And I think Dalton's a good guy. And he, like I said, he's done a lot. But I think you have to pull that trigger and just go with someone and see where we end up because I think if you get a guy that can be the face of the franchise can be a top 10 quarterback he allows you to get away with players that you know potentially only average and still be a good team you see players do it Brady's not always had the best talent around him he makes them good you know there's a lot of other Aaron Rodgers as well works with sometimes sort of meh. Russell Wilson this season just with Tyler Lockett I think we need you know if a guy's there that you think can do that I do think that that's the move you've got to make yeah, I mean, uh, we've got Matt Moon as well here at Matt Moon. Being an NFL head coach is all-consuming, so I'm happy for Taylor on his first win. Shout out as well to all the Bengal supporters who were in PBS yesterday. Do the locker room highlights show that maybe it's more likely that we think that Dalton stays and we trade down for the picks? Look, I think, you know, after an emotional victory like yesterday, Dalton coming back, proving a point that he's a... You know, because Dalton's going to be playing for a contract, whether it's yeah, here absolutely. in Cincinnati absolutely. or point. elsewhere. It's a good point. So he's got a lot to play for. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, I really don't think we should lose sight of where we are. It was a good win, but a win after 12 games. And he was poor earlier on in the season. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're all, I still think they're all valid arguments, you know. Drafting Burrow, who essentially, what I believe, isn't the most mobile of quarterbacks. Tua is your boy if you want another Russell Wilson type of player. Yep. Um, Drafting Chase Young, you know, fantastic player, will be fantastic for someone, would make a difference on our team. But I think Paul Dana Jr. said, you know, yes, he would make a difference when he's playing the snaps that he plays. But for a truly change your franchise truly energize the fan base truly energize the locker room uh then you've got to go and truly get someone who's going to influence the game on the pitch the most 
then you've got to go quarterback. And I'm just sick and tired of the, you know, all these bedroom analysts who are coming out kind of obsessed with getting him. I just, come on, man, just concentrate on the... Because we NFL we might football. we could still be picking like fifth or sixth, you know. We you know that's the thing. I think we've almost got to shelve any of this, and it's exciting because you know I get it. Like if we pick yeah. a number one, it's exciting. But you know, I'm not being funny. Like you know, we could easily win another two, three games here, and you know, you're picking third, fourth, fifth, and it's a completely different argument. Yeah. I think if you know Burrow went to someone else, Young had gone, there wasn't an obvious because I don't think there unless you're going to a. I don't think there's an obvious real guy there. Justin Herbert's taking a step back. That leaves a situation where you might consider going with Dalton for another year. Because yeah. I really don't know what other talent would be out there. I mean, you go and sell Dalton in the middle of the pack quarterback to another team. Well, well who are you playing there next year? Because you ain't playing Ryan Finley. No, I mean, so, absolutely And I don't think no. we want to cheapen ourselves, you know, with the greatest deal of respect to sort of another guy in the second, third, fourth round that really isn't the long-term solution and just sort of... You know, it's like buying a cheap microwave and then it breaks after you. You have to go and get another one. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'd still go quarterback. Um, if Burrow's there, yeah. Oh, I'd fantasy tour as well. I'd have him. You do? You have to, yeah. yeah. I'd, I reckon if his hip's all right, you go out and get him. If he gets injured, f*** it. Really? Yeah, I, I do think he's a bit of a talent. I really do. I think if he'd stayed healthy, he'd have been better than Burrow. I really mm, think that. Interesting. Uh, Jazz Dylan at J Dylan J. Uh, what a perfect game! Defense d- don't didn't give them a sniff. Carlos and Dalton were awesome. Getting ahead of myself, but is there any way Dalton can uh, can play himself back in for twenty twenty con- season with a couple more wins? Who knows? I mean, if it were the Bengals, I wouldn't. I mean, because they love Dalton, right? Mm. Um, so it's not again. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. It really isn't. But. I think I think this is the perfect time. Everything's stacked in your favour. Go for it. A, a, an avenue is presenting itself. Walk down it. Mm. Um, Look at you, those beautiful metaphors there. Eh? There you go. Aurelius FC at Aurelius13. Now that we've won a game, we can lose the rest. Need that top pick. Uh, Captain Obvious at Bengals Captain. Complete game in all phases. Improvement can be made. But the OL is growing, helped by Glenn returning. And the improved rushing attack takes heat off the wide receiver injuries. I'm really impressed with the defence playing like the talent we know they have. Maybe lose message finally clicking, as we mentioned before. You know, I just... As fans, as much as we shout and scream and expect things just to happen, you know, American football is such a complex game. Absolutely. Uh, and it takes players... Sometimes they get it quick, sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes coaches are really good at pushing their message, sometimes not. Sometimes the skit, you know, it's just all these kind of little moving pieces. And there might be, it might be the case that things are starting to finally click. Mm. They're starting to work in sync, you know. So, uh, again, we'll soon see whether whether they can do it against a good team like the Pats or even the Browns on the road this week. I think it'll that's be a such test. a game because you. If I, I think there's going to be such a marked difference between going into Cleveland, right, and we get turned over by thirty points, right, <coughs> and all of a sudden you're like, well, that doesn't mean anything that win against no. the Jets. You one, you know, you're one and was it one and twelve or whatever you be, and you're like, well, actually, you know, no, it makes no difference. You go into Cleveland, and you roll the Browns over and get win, and I think people then are starting to say, there's Hold there's definitely minute. improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, you know, ne- that game for me, 
is going to really tell me a lot about Zach Taylor. It's going to tell me yeah. a lot about this team no, and what they've got in the locker. Uh, Martin Greer, Martin Greer, 73. Victory Mondays are awesome. Smile back on the face and swaggering to work. Who day? Who day? Who day? You, you, Martin. Sam Anger at Sam underscore Anger. Watching that game last night proved to me that we are capable of getting it done and plied like they were all playing for their jobs. The energy, spirit and fight was like nothing I've seen this season. Everything was just clicking. Brilliant job and dying to see it again. Absolutely. Uh, right, Logie at uh, Logie513. Uh, it sucks that they robbed you guys of witnessing the historic franchise record-setting touchdown. But at least it happened at home during the victory. Uh, whether Dalton is traded during the off-season or enters a mentor phase of his career, how do you how do you guys feel about this record? Now, I, I purposely left it until this moment mm. to talk about the the record breaking because we just Andy yesterday. Uh, Kevin Huber, our old friend Hoobs, became um, I don't know how you say it really the longest tenured punter well he he's the punter who's played the most games for the Bengals so congratulations to him he's having a really good season he played very well yesterday he's been fantastic recently he really has um but in terms so yeah congratulations to Kevin and um uh I hope he gets in the Pro Bowl uh I think don't you (laughs) no you don't know um in terms of Andy Dalton breaking Kenny Anderson's record I mean it's a fantastic achievement. And it does show you that he's not had a bad NFL. He's had a good NFL career. He's never quite scaled the heights. But he's played to his potential. Um, he's taken us to the playoffs. He's been a Pro Bowl quarterback. Uh, people may laugh at that, but it's a fact. Um, and you know what? I think it's brilliant. I love Ken Anderson. I do think he's the best quarterback that Cincinnati's ever had. Uh, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. So I think he's a, frankly, he's a much better player than Andy Dalton. But uh, to break Ken Anderson's uh, touchdown passing record is a hell of an achievement. So Absolutely. fair play to Andy. I mean, what a great day for him yesterday. Coming back, showing everyone what he's got, leading the team to their first win, and breaking that record. That was quite a day for him. Beautiful so. pass to break it on as well. It's lovely, a crazy pass. Lovely ball straight down the middle. Do you know what I mean? In I between mean, three win- players. Between three defenders. Like Just The window was there. super tight. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful and pass. a good catch as well, actually. By very, very good. Yeah, it yeah, came yeah, out yeah. speed. So, yeah, well done to Andy Dalton. I know that Logie will probably be very happy about that. Um... Matt Gibbs, how good uh, at Wakey Ram? Hello, Matt. Uh, how good will Tate be when there's some pace lining up against him and Boyd, as we spoke about earlier? Yeah. Andrew Townsend, uh, Andrew Townsend two. After the first win, I cannot wait to hear what song choice is this week. Well, you're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer, Andrew. Stephen Parker at S J Boilers two. Solid handle. <laughs> That's a bit of a mouthful, to be honest with. Sounds like a company. Doesn't yeah, it? I'll take that. It's it sounds like, like you read SJ that on a van. Boilers. SJ Boilers. Shout out to them. If you need your boilers done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe that's it. I need to have a look at his. No, there's no description of his on his handle. Only way this would have been better if the pass had been to AJ. Imagine yeah, that. Fair, that would point. have melted our hearts. Well, hey, we've really. got to have our weekly AJ Green check-in. What's going on, Sam? Say again? 
our weekly Where Is AJ now, Green? Yeah, it's still worrying. But I heard something the other day, again, on Jay and Paul's podcast. Uh, hear that podcast growling. Apparently, Jay said he was talking to Lap, and Lap had seen AJ's ankle. You know when he first... You know when uh, Zach Taylor came out and said, oh, he's good to go, he's going to play this week. Mm. And then he had practice, and then he pulled out. Apparently, Lap saw his ankle, and it was up like a balloon again oh really so as much as there are conspiracy theories around I mean who are you going to who are you going to trust you got to trust the big man right mm, yeah, yeah that old Jupiter hands but I trust them. you son that's all I that's the, my only well, source of English news there is could, from you there could be, well you're in trouble then <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I mean um, you know people on the inside well, no, you this is just on a podcast, no, mate. No, no, no. You this know, is just on a you, podcast. Don't you dare. You know the ownership. I, I, all <laughs> it's like, it's like one of those conspiracies. You know where, like, Paul's on this podcast. He's been, like, planted. He's a plant you from the team. You, you, I reckon Mike Brown, it pays you to be here. And I'm just, like, a pawn in this game. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're so just, positive you're just, and you lead it every week. You're and just like, disposable. You're getting Nathan. paid. Mike Brown's paying you. I and you're, wish. you're, you're there's a conspiracy theory there, let alone AJ Green's ankle. Uh, Look at you now, you don't know what to say, no, but you've been found out on air. Okay. Live on air, you've been outed. Michael Smith again at Solid <laughs> Handle. <laughs> God, winning feels good. Congratulations to ZT on his first win, and we all hope it'll be the first of many. Furthermore, a shout-out to Lou Anarumu, who's taken a ton of flack from fans and media. If we do draft Burroughs, should Dalton stay and be his mentor? Uh, maybe. A lot of money, wouldn't it, pan out? Michael Smith, again, at Solid... Hold on a minute, it's not the Michael Smith show. And can I just say, cutting one thing, just what Mike said before. What's that? I think there's been a marked improvement in our defence since I had a Peroni with Luana Rumu. Me and him shared a Peroni. <laughs> and after that week, eight, if you look at the stats, the defence has been better. And I said to Lou, oh, yeah. I said, Lou, well, look, come on. I mean, you, you know, say I talk I about drew, me being on the inside. <laughs> He's ringing you up every week now. I had got to... a napkin out, drew a few, drew a few X's and O's for Lou. He said he, you know, we had we had a few <clears> dis- <throat> professional disagreements, but did you? I think in the end, lay down the line. You know, so we, it was a, it was a productive chat. Yeah, good, two, good. two, you know, two men at work. Yeah, uh, Dave <laughs> Cass at Come On Didier, solid handle. I watched all 11 defeats from start to finish. Missed the game yesterday and we get our first win. I'm cancelling my subscription to NFL Game Passes from today. Do it, Dave. I mean, you're like the Scott Gibb of Surrey, aren't you? I mean, uh, I think Scott Gibb's... uh, Scott Gibb disgraceful record watching the Bengals in person. Scott Gibb, our man man in Edinburgh, has been to about seven games. Eight games, he's 0-7-1. Yeah, never go to a game again, Scott. And Dave, I'm afraid to say, just, just... Go and watch, I don't know. Dancing on ice. Yeah, whatever's on on Sunday nights these days. Oh, shocking on it at the TV, Sunday nights. X Factor and all that bollocks. Well, it's, it's, I'm a celebrity at the moment. Oh, isn't okay, it? it's sickening, isn't it? <laughs> it makes me literally gag. Sort of Does it? Oh, it's, how can you just keep recycling? I used to watch that bollocks when I was about 12 or 14. Yeah, look at you now, you're only right. 18. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's you know, so poor, isn't it? It is very poor. Um, poor. Very pure. Uh, right. Um, bu- 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 that's it. I think that's it. That is genuinely it. That How is it. That? All done. Very good. We kept it under an hour for a change, which is nice. Um, thank you so much for listening. Normally we say thank you because we've just endured another defeat. And uh, we do appreciate the uh, listen, especially when things are going badly. Uh, but we've won a game, so... I'm the fans should be thanking us. Well, exactly. <laughs> should be the opposite way around. Um, 
let's hope we do something. Let's hope we carry over the momentum into the Cleveland games and put on a good performance. Go and smash the Browns. Give them a good idea. Oh, it'd be lovely, especially in Cleveland. Is there any so. way that John Ross is back? I swear I've read yeah, that. Yeah, he is back. If he's back, that's exciting. Because Darius Phillips was back as well. Yeah, so obviously, we're just getting a few people slowly, back yeah, at the right yeah, yeah. time, you know what I mean? It'd be interesting to see who they they wave to make way for Ross's return, actually. Mm, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll have to Stanley wait Stanley Morgan, probably. Yes, yeah, who's done okay in mm. not necessarily... Or Damian in... Willis, either one, I suppose. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I'm just looking at any anything that... Any, bra- any, any breaking news? Breaking news. Uh, Moega in a sensational Skyline Chile. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that. Sorry, I'm quite taken aback by that. <laughs> Moega... In a uh, sensational Skyline Chili Christmas jumper, and it is a. I'll, I'll retweet it, and it is a sight. I might actually want one. It's that. It's that bad. <laughs> I it's could see you good. in that. Some. It's that bad. It's good. Um, no, I don't think so. Everyone's still cock a hoop, and uh, every right to be. So I'll shut up now because obviously I'm waffling. Uh, until the next week, we'll have a guest probably next week. All being well. So I will say this. It's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.